Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show, your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby, one fan at a time. Welcome rugby fans. It is that time again here on the Run Pass or Kick interviews where we put another rugby insider to the test for our Run Pass or Kick format. Once again, an opportunity to introduce myself. My name is Ty the Safa Braga. Joining me as per usual, my colleague by my side, Rob the Hammer Hammerschmidt. But more importantly, the man in the hot seat. We welcome back to the show. Much to my dismay, we had a meeting about this and somehow he managed to be able to make it <laughs> back here again. Marquis Goodwin, it's a pleasure always to have you with us. Welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ty. Appreciate it. And it was a lot of hard work uh, going behind the scenes, getting back on the show. But every day I woke up, I made yeah. it my point to do something <laughs> extraordinary that would get me an invitation back on because I, I, I Ty ensured to everyone listening that I would ever be back on. But I'm here. Gotcha. Well, Marquise is just stroking egos right now. That's all he's doing, stroking yeah, yeah. egos. I like it. I said it before in, in the, the pre-show chat is uh, clearly I have no influence over the show. So uh, <laughs> let's dive into what's most important here, Marquise. As a quick reminder for those fans who are tuning in, who are we talking to? We're talking to one of the great rugby referees of the North American game here. But in addition to that, a rich history in development, coaching, uh, the list goes on on and on and on but i do want to share a couple of quick highlights so people understand the pedigree and the influence that you have over the game and this is where we're going to be diving into some more details but it starts with you uh, special education special needs third and fourth grade we know that you're definitely a servant to others uh teacher coach at frederick douglas academy elementary um head coach for the women's rugby at uc santa barbara uh, usa rugby official vp of southern california referee society Referee Development Officer, the SoCal Referee Society, USA Rugby Development Officer, USA Disciplinary Officer, Rugby Official for Major League Rugby. When do you sleep, my friend? I don't know. <laughs> Marquise, time might as well have just ran a Bronco. <laughs> he's, he's out of breath. I am. This red in the face, you know. Sweating. <laughs> no, man. When when you when you look back, I scratched my head and, I, and I'm like, "What am I doing, man? I need to. <laughs> I got. I have to stop. I have to stop." But I'm I'm a, I'm addicted to to developing and and moving and pro- progressing and and moving people along the 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 happy the happy road of rugby in the U.S. And I just I, I enjoy it thoroughly. So I can't I can't stop myself from opportunities and I can't stop myself from helping and. And that's that's one of my New Year's resolutions to let go some of these titles. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Okay, question <laughs> one: Which one? <laughs> All but, of them gonna be condensed into one, hopefully. Yeah. So well, I just want to be a referee this year. Yeah, let's let's dive forward into reminding everybody how this exactly goes, and to be able to do that, I hand it over to Rob. Thanks, Ty, and again, welcome, Marquise. It's always a pleasure to have you on your show because you're such a, a gentleman of rugby and, and just a great personality. But I want to talk to those people who have never seen the Run, Pass, or Kick episode before and explain how this works. Basically, we're going to fire some questions at Marquise, and we're going to prompt each question with Run, Pass, or Kick. Marquise is going to tell you, the viewers, whether he's going to run with a question, which is to say that he's going to go ahead and answer it, whether he's going to pass a question, you know, he's going to let that one go because he doesn't want to get himself in trouble with, you know, with all those titles, any of the brass of any of the people above him at those organizations. Or he can have a little fun with us. And I know Marquise likes to have a good time and he can kick a question to us, put us on the defensive, make us work a little bit, make us sweat it out. And that means that we'll have to answer in a way we think that Marquise had answer, and he gets to grade us out, or he could tell us we were shite, he can tell us we were spot on, or he can provide some details that maybe we missed. So with that being said, Marquise Goodwin, are you ready for the Run Pass Kick Challenge? Man, never never been. I warmed up for an hour for this. Just doing all the, <laughs> the exercises. <laughs> to, to gargle with the salt water and get it ready. Absolutely, man. You know, I, I put the mask on the face and everything, and I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. We're going to fire the first one at you. And 
And I gotta be, uh, I gotta be fair. I gotta pop a uh, pop something on the screen because I gotta give this bad boy context. But there's a wild-eyed rumor that's circling about in Hermosa Beach area. I, I have some contacts there uh, that you lost a bet, um, and I just want to know if you can confirm the losing of this bet and the story behind the triple matching doxing through the snow Christmas sweaters that I'm putting up <laughs> right there. <laughs> that's it, man. That's that's the one. Dashing man. dashing through the snow. What is the name of this beach. boy band? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now. It, it all it actually all started in Las Vegas. Um, oh boy! The, the two gentlemen there were uh, longtime friends from college, so we we've maintained our good friendship over the years. And I hate to tell everyone how long it's been, but it's been a while. Um, and we we went to Vegas, and, and it was I, I wanted to do matching shirts, so I brought everyone some matching shirts, and it was a very successful trip in Vegas. I mean, people couldn't stop talking and asking. And it was just a fun time when you all match and coordinate. And then so as a Christmas gift, uh, one of my good friends, Alfred Kanoa, he gifted us with some matching shirts. And so we took them out. I was the designated driver. Um, and I made sure that everyone uh, had a good time. Yeah. And uh, we definitely did. We definitely did. I like the so, spirit of it. it good like fun, it. good jest. But did you guys have to practice that pose, or did it just come naturally? I'm telling you, man. We, you know, when you're in front of the camera so much, like us three, um, oh, just just born natural talents. So it's like it. easy. Yeah, Alfred's a comedian. Um, Adil, he's a he's an agent, so he works in Hollywood. Okay. And, and I try to stay away from the camera, so we usually just cheese it (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a good time and that's what it's all about right absolutely but good one rob good one that was that was just as good as the last one i remember you look look like you were sweating a little bit when you're like oh i i dug up this photo and you were really trying to connect the dots from what it might be you could see the wheels turning (laughs) oh man you got to compete for attention when you're out there and enjoy yourself so you know that's the best way I, i recommend it for every 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 group that goes out just get some matching matching uniforms and then hit the streets, man. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, Marquise, the ice has been broken. Let's dive right. into the next uh, question here. Run, parcel, kick, my friend. You seem to be having – sorry, be heavily involved in rugby development in general, but in particular of late, it's kind of gravitated towards the West Coast and in particular the Legion. So how much of this, um, or should I say, sorry, how much of an impact are these endeavors endeavors having on helping coaching improve their knowledge when these camps are being released, the opportunity to grow referees? Um, is this having a positive effect on growing the game and why? Um, that's, a, that's a good one to run with. That's a good one to run sure. with. That's a setup, man. Um, yeah, that was a good setup. I couldn't even kick it back to you if I wanted to. Touche, touche. Um, so I, I, I actually made a conscious decision um, at the end of the last season to to do as instructed when you get on the airplane and they say, put your mask on first before you help someone. And then my, my metaphorical mask in this case is the West and in Southern California, because I look at the problems and uh, the things that we can actually do to help grow rugby. And a lot of it is if you take care of your home, if you take care of your base um, and do that first, then we can we can slowly start to, to build and slowly start to, to get where we want to go. So um, I used to think nationally and big and we need to do all these things. But you kind of realize you can't you can't do it all. And what you can do is you could take care of home. And so I started to focus more for the West, um, specifically Southern California. And then with our professional organization, our professional team, the San Diego Legion, and just look and see how we can all share our goals and uh, kind of uh, go from there. So to answer the second part of the, of the question, is this helping the, the wider community? Absolutely. I think it builds it builds off of what the initiatives are all doing. I don't know if you guys are aware, but San Diego Legion actually had a, a coaching series where they put on a six-week mm-hmm. coaching series for the community coaches. And this is for anyone who showed up. They had uh, 
a lot of participants for six weeks straight heading um, to the Legion for um, coaching sessions with, with all the professional coaches. And then they also had uh, on-field practice um, practice side of things during the uh, practice where they got to observe the coaches in action and how they're implementing everything. And so it was a lot of hands-on approach and it was open to everyone. And in my philosophy, especially with development, is don't put any red tapes or restrictions on anything. If someone wants to get better, they should have the opportunity to get better. Um, and so I kind of piggybacked and kind of stole and kind of infiltrated couple of careful conversations all like well if you're doing this for coaching you know referees are just as valuable yeah, well, he's you like, know. Hey guys, <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what it was it was a meeting and i just popped over my like, hey danny hey by the way where did you come from <laughs> don't get too far into the weeds on this one marquise because we want to talk specifically about your endeavor in that regard because that's part of the reason why we brought you brought you on the show and wanted you to come back because of some of the, the, the wonderful things that you're doing in the San Diego community for rugby, but also more specifically for officiating. So I want to hit on that a little bit. So the Legion are investing at your best and uh, in, in, in investing in officiating. So run, pass, or kick. There's a Legion Referee Academy being hosted at the HQ, the Legion HQ, from December 27th. So it already started going all the way to March 1st. Run past or kick, how important are investments like this to growing the game? And what else can you tell us about that series that maybe somebody in another region of the country can learn from your lead? As much as I want to kick this one, I'm going to run. I'm going to some spice. I'm just going to score the tries today. Ty, you lucky because I can't, I can't run from these bad boys. All right, right. The field is open, man. <laughs> we got two men down. You can run it. Yeah, so – um, the, the importance of, of these initiatives, um, especially for the opportunities as, as a referee, our opportunities comes on Saturday to perfect our craft. All right. And so, uh, usually a, that's too late. You can't practice something at the same mm-hmm. time you have to perform. Right. Mm-hmm. So a lot of referees yeah. go out there and practice a skill, uh, during a time in which, teams are relying on them to be perfect. So, so we, uh, we identified a long time ago that, that referees going to training sessions and and becoming one with the teams and the players is is crucial because they opens the opportunity for them to go to a training session twice a week and speak with the coaches and work on their skill set before it's implemented on Saturday. Um, So what, what this does from the, from the Academy slash development, uh, perspective is it gives them more time in the saddle uh jk likes to say that more time to 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 work on their craft in an environment without the the necessary the, the pressure so if you if you have someone with refereeing potential and you're like yeah we want to get you better but i can't throw you into a playoff game right it's march you may have just taken a course or it's april you just we can't do that so we have to start you off at a level in which it's you know you may be an ex-national team player and now you're over here in in division three like i can't can't do this right so we have to create an environment for those referees who who want to get better um we and that environment kind of fast tracks them um from a progress standpoint so they're ready to go on the saturday so from my busy schedule, we kind of identified, hey, I, I actually have six weeks before the MLR season start. I got six weeks in which I, I need to get off my development chest. I need to make sure I'm, I'm helping my community out and I'm going to allocate myself to making sure that everyone who wants to become better um, gets my full attention and the full attention of the other referees and, and coaches and administrators that's involved. And we're going to get you better in six weeks. And then there's going to be added benefits to to that. So if you put the work in here, there, there'll be a a fast track, so to speak. And then also more opportunities for you to, to showcase and, and then bring your talents to, to the, to the U S. And it's a bit untraditional in how referees develop, but I, 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 along with other people realize that it's something that has to be done. And um, you just kind of ask your family to, (laughs) Don't get mad at you. <laughs> I think that's every professional rugby person. Like, and I just right. not to get mad at you. <laughs> so, so let me see if I understand, Marquise, is, is the idea and principle that if these guys are, are honing their craft, 
that are these officials, are they doing it in conjunction with Legion practices? So they might go in and the Legion are working, working on scrummaging perhaps. And so you're saying, okay, let's get some of these officials to go in there mm-hmm. with the officiating eye and, and, and look at the scrum and look when, you know, when that scrum comes down, what are the, what are the hallmarks for how we should penalize one side or the others? Is that kind of the, the principle here? So you absolutely correct. And in a couple in a couple of things, a when you go, I remember my first time with within the professional environment, you feel the intensity, right? You feel like these players, you got the Mananus walking around lifting weights and all of a sudden you're in in the presence. So you as a young person developing, you get that sense of like, I'm here for business. Right. And match officially is, is an official business. Like it's, it's not time to, to mess around. So you yeah, get that not a Saturday of, social, you know? Yeah. It's, it's not social rugby here. So when you get there, you already getting that, that heartbeat going and then mm-hmm. have access to the players to ask questions <laughs> and, and say, Hey, when the tight head collapses, what do you mean? Come here, let me show you. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you get it direct from source. You're not guessing on Saturdays. Um, and then you yeah. get Alex Corsero, who's, who's, Right. who's now working with Royal Rugby and, and yeah, Six Nations. He knows a few things about rugby, sure. Right, um. he, he, knows, he knows a couple of things. But if you're able to get five minutes with him as he describes the, right. the props and the angling, like that's immense for, mm. for development. It took me a year to get that question answered, right? Like a lot of trial and error. So um, with that, uh, going to the HQ and, and being involved in, in, in the players, I, I, I'm going to tell you, like we 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 – Beg, borrow, I imagine and this benefit. Yeah, like, this is yeah. It's not. This too. is not a. This is not a. Yeah. This is me. Hey, please. <laughs> I got a couple <laughs> referees. Can you talk to them um, yeah. on your way out of the gym? But then also, I think you know, with with those with that professional environment, everyone understands the importance of that growth, and everyone mm-hmm. understands the importance of of teaching in that collaborative process. And so, it really brings the community together and and trying to strive for the overall initiative, which is which is making the game better, you know, making our players better, making our decisions better. So um, when, when they are in a professional, in the, in the HQ, in a professional environment, they, they, they training, right? Like you training, you can train twice a week um, with the team and not necessarily doing the team practices, um, but you can train. um, I think it's about an hour, hour on Mondays we looking at, but you'll have access to to the same players that you see on TV and the same coaching, right? And so that's something that you can't get as a referee day to day. And so mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the goal. Well, this kind of it flows onto so the last time you were with us, obviously we were talking about refereeing in the United States as well. This is your area of expertise, and I remember you speaking about putting people in the right environment is so important. And this is one of those things where they're in that environment, as you said, you know, there's a level up, there's a presence about it, all of that. But I also imagine there's a secondary benefit, though, too, when you have that moment to be able to freeze frame on a scrummaging moment and you're analyzing and evaluating as referees, those players, too, are learning from that experience. And how would this be called? How do I need to be able to perform my duties correctly in order to be able to avoid these type of calls? So there's a benefit both ways. Uh, so it's a very much a symbiotic relationship, and, and it's great to be able to see an organization adopting in this way. And this actually cues up my next question for you. Run, pass, or kick here. Is the Legion doing this in terms of development in refereeing and coaching, as you pointed out, better than anybody else in the MLR? And are you willing to share that? <laughs> oh, right. This is this right. Like, let's get down to it. <laughs> Turned up the um, heat, yeah. I'm thinking <laughs> a chip and chase coming on. Yeah. Hey, um, you, Ty, you already know it's about to happen, but I'm kicking yeah. this one right back. I'm kicking it, I'm kicking it right back. Okay, so you're kicking it straight back to me. I, I'll tell you, I, I'm not the expert in this area, but you got to be able to say, yes, they're doing a great job. I'm loving what we're seeing. Rob's loving what he's seeing. And it's great to be able to have somebody like you explain actually the depth of what's going on. So I haven't heard as much from others, except maybe for the triumphs that I'm seeing out of Old Glory with Young Glory, uh, you know, the development programs, academies. But in terms of referees in particular, I don't think I've seen as much structure in a program as I'm seeing now. And this is a credit to you, my friend, because, you know, the same things that you had said before were missing now appear to be uh, uh, becoming a reality. Um, But 
you know, we spoke about it off camera is you need to be able to identify players that that are um, sorry, not uh, players, um, referees that have the potential to grow. Right. That have 10 years of longevity ahead of them. So you got to get them at the right age. They're identifying in a local community. They're working with those. kids. So the broader effect is going to be going outward too in the, in the local rugby community. So I would go and in summary, I mean, I can go deeper, but in summary, I would say this is the best version of what I've seen so far, except for maybe Utah and Old Glory who are close seconds. Yeah. And, right. and, and I'd agree. I think that, you know, for me as a wrestling official, having done it for 18 years, the one of the most frustrating things, the lack of development, you know, mm. when they do clinics at the beginning of the year, but how do they right. you know, evaluate me? Give me feedback. How am mm. I doing work me through the processes so I can get better and, you know, move up to the state level. And that's one of, that was one of my frustrations. And I love this. And one of the things I love about it is you may not get a bunch of guys that are all going to progress into the MLR, all do internationals, even if they're young, but you're going to get a lot of guys that are going to develop and be doing D one games with, you know, yeah. I'm back and, and, you know, um, the, you know, the reach and all those teams. And so right. there's going to be a runoff effect of that San Diego and Marquise Goodwin are doing good things for the general rugby community that's going to see things improve. And by the way, don't you want better officials at the youth level so that they can properly the yeah. instruct youth players how to properly play the game and help them develop as players and understand right. the laws? As and they improve safety too. Pitch? Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. I, I think you guys did a, a fantastic job um, answering. But mine was better, right? Look, look, Ty, I'll, I'll leave you. I'll leave you with a quote, though, man. OK, uh, OK. You, you will get me. praised in public for the work you do in private. So okay. in, in, in saying that, um, I, I think there's a every MLR team is doing things in private um, mm -hmm. that we don't know yet. Um, sure, so there's sure. work and there's there's things developing that, that we just don't don't know or not exposed to. So I, I, I can't say San Diego is doing something um, better or the best model. But what I can say is I, I know for a fact every team um, has a similar setup and what they're trying to achieve. And I know the goal um, of the MLR, uh, so to speak, is is to grow the game. And so right. it, it, it may look different um, based off of uh location geography and everything else but but that's uh, that's an obvious uh, answer yeah. there and well maybe it's not obvious to everybody because there's a unique set of challenges in each union right. in different in resources etc right absolutely yeah. and, I, and I'll, I'll give you uh because you mentioned the youth from from my humble perspective like the youth need the most experienced referees mm -hmm. um and, and adults you know they they need the most uh, active younger referees to get there and see the things and work. Uh, so if you just, if you're a young person refereeing adults for your first game is great. Cause they, they know how to scrum. They're not doing the lineups. You're not teaching. Um, right. But with the, with the right. youth as a, uh, when you referee those games, you do a lot of teaching, you do a lot of things that, Hey, bind here, do this, don't do that. You explain a lot of things. So you don't want the blind leading the blind, so to speak. And then so the, the byproduct of the MLR is actually what you what you said. Like my availability is going to go primarily to the MLR, right. which means I can't do Cal St. Mary. I mean, not Cal St. Mary's, but I can't do the, the local D1A, the Ombacks and Belmont. So that has to go to a junior referee, which is an opportunity that they wouldn't have gotten um, had I been available or other referees um, uh, at the top available so i got one follow-up here as we look to the future just in this one quickly here in your opinion and obviously it's early days you're only now starting to dive into it and kind of unveil what it has available to you but if you had to fast forward in your vision when do you think that last component that these people are coming in to learn and become better referees will be able to teach the next generation to do the same what do you think that cycle is going to be that's that's a that's a great question. Um, it takes a solid five years of the previous model of developing referees to produce someone who's capable, in my opinion, of of teaching and, and mentoring. Mm -hmm. um, we can probably get that down 
to three years with the technology. Because okay. remember, when I first yeah. started, there was no video review. Video, right. There was mm -hmm. there was no yeah. coach Thought on the analytics. Yeah, right. No, none of the, none of the things that we have now. I can go through all of my scrums right now, fix a problem, and go to practice and change. Yeah. Like there wasn't that. So I, I I believe if you just pick up the whistle and you have and you're athletic, you know the game, and you just got certified, it'll. It'll take you it'll take you three seasons or x amount of games so you can okay. usually fix a problem within three to four games so if and I ha say and has that benchmark been discussed no uh, that's 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 proprietary knowledge right there man <laughs> 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 no but from from the way from the way my approach with with things and, and where you where you at I can fix your problem in three games. If you give me your attention, I can, whatever mm -hmm. issue it is, like I, three weeks, three games, we can, we can, we can see some, some progress in that area. I um, like it. I like it. And then you just, you just base off your refereeing. It's, it's just, we could just check them off, check them off, check them off. So in totality mm -hmm. in three years, like a person just took the course today uh, with some potential can, can definitely turn out a new group whereas previously it, it would have took a person six seven years to to right. be at that stage right. excellent awesome. i like it well we're gonna take an opportunity to step away from the run parcel kick uh format as we take a moment to uh hear a little bit more from one of our sponsors and we'll be back in a moment with rob leading what's known as the quick tap And welcome back. We appreciate all of our sponsors, but we want to get back to the man of the hour, Marquise Goodwin, who is just laying down some knowledge on us. We love it. Always. I mean, hey, this could be a reoccurring thing. Every season we bring Marquise in just before the season starts to give us a primer on what's happening around the league. But let's get into the quick tap real quick, get to know Marquise a little bit, dig into that mind and, and make him work. Um, now, Marquise, I got to tell you in the quick tap, you have to run with these. So uh, we're gonna have fun, but we're we're gonna we're gonna make you work. I'm gonna make you sweat a bit. See if we can we can uh, get you to run up and down that pitch a little bit, so to speak. There we go. All right, so we're we're gonna start off easy with this one. Uh, MLR kit release is different. We had four teams come out with a kit release recently, and we expect to see more kits coming out progressively as we get closer to the season. Uh, we used to call it Kitmas because it was one day. Now I'm calling it. Uh, Hana Kitmas, because it's, you know, multiple times. So um, I want to know, which one do you prefer, Kitmas or Hana Kitmas? Hana Kitmas. All right, there we go. Marquise likes the new unveil, uh, and, and I like aspects of it too, except for my team hasn't released anything yet, so I'm, you know, Jones in big time. All right, <laughs> next one. We're going to get serious here. Uh, you probably paid attention to this, but Joe Marler, uh, English – Prop and uh, Harlequin. Um, he he was cited this week. I think he was a two-week ban for comments right. made to uh, Jack Heenan's Bristol's uh, flanker. I think he said something about his wife or mother. Um, anyway, it, uh, would mother. you say? Yeah, you don't say something about somebody's mom. <laughs> would your response to Joe Marler's citing, it happens in rugby or there's no place for it in rugby? I can't pass, eh? No. no. <laughs> Next time around, we should make the entire thing rub just this. All right, right, right. As as this is recorded, there's there's no there's no place in rugby for that. All okay. right, fair enough. He, he he took the high road on that one. We appreciate that. All right, so um, here we go. Preferred opening event to officiate for the MLR season. So, which would you prefer, the Hounds opener? in Chicago against Utah or San Diego, their opener in Snapdragon. I'm going to go ahead and say San Diego opener and Snapdragon, but you know, the, the Chicago, Chicago team is, there's a lot of familiar faces. So yes, I'll, sir. Right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all I can say about that one. So <laughs> Yeah, okay. it'll be like home. <laughs> it will be. It's just home. <laughs> uh, All an right. Interesting one. Next one. Super Rugby Americas. A compliment 
or a competition for MLR? <laughs> you notice that these got tougher since the last time you were here. Um, I, I, <laughs> I've noticed that. And, and you guys do know that I'm trying to get games this season. So you probably yes. <laughs> take me I didn't write this. Away. This is all Rob. But I, I no, support I everyone. Think, <laughs> I, I think for the for uh, speaking on on every American fan, it's we love competition in 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 the U.S. and we welcome competition. And iron sharpens iron, so mm-hmm. I, I welcome it. So what you're saying, I think, if I read between the lines, is having that competition could make MLR and both sides do things a little bit cleaner. And, and make it a little better for rugby in America. I like that response. All right, again, he's taking the high road. We appreciate that. All right, last one. Hopefully you can give your opinion on this one because, well, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how you manage this one because yeah, there's a hospital pass coming and and, um, and and you're stretched out, brother. All right, sanctions against L.A. and Austin. Too punitive or just right? <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, right. I like it. Turn up the heat. It's starting to sweat. <clears throat> I should have. Right, this might be I, the first time ever that you got him speechless. By the way, I know. Because <laughs> when when you say that, what I think is uh, of is are the communities left in the aftermath. I don't. Yeah. I don't look at necessarily yeah. the teams. Um, the team that play uh, on Saturdays. I look at the fans, um, the initiatives, the community efforts, um, the academies. I look at all of those uh, people that's left behind without uh, organization to assist and continue to develop that community. Um, mm-hmm. So what the question would be, is: was it worth leaving those fans and leaving those uh, players and leaving that community um, for the actions of an individual? Um, for the betterment of the of of the the league, I think from the league standpoint, the, the games on Saturday and the teams, um, it was something that that needed to be do to to do in order to to continue on. But my heart do go out to all of those uh, yeah. rugby playing communities that that are left um, without the guidance and the structure that that those teams provided. And so, um, is it a necessary evil? Yes, it is a necessary evil, and I, and I do hope that um, more initiatives come back to continue to, to develop and, and uh, continue the, the, the growth of a rugby. Right, all the good areas. work is Absolutely. going to come back, yeah. That was well handled. I was in trouble with that, that response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got my good vote. Job with you that got one. my vote. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's true. I mean, on one hand, uh, the league needed to send a clear and strong message about the rules of the league and how, you know, salaries were going to be ha- handled. Right? On the other hand, you know, with hindsight being what it is in 2020, it's just an unfortunate uh, result of where things are left now as we do have two strong rugby communities that are kind of you know, going like, what the hell happened? Um, and, and that's, and that's too bad for, for rugby, but. And hopefully um, something more will rise out of the ashes. You never right. know when the rugby community is galvanized, uh, whether it be for, for a reason you, you favor or disfavor, but as long as they're uh, working together, a lot can happen. So we have to be able to see more come from those regions in rugby as they are rich. Um, but let's, uh, again, thank you very much, Marquis, for being under the heat. We did say it would be the hot seat, right? Like, uh, I, I clearly it clearly made someone upset. You know, someone wasn't doing like uh, red or blue. Come on. We're checking the game tape from the last time we were here. We're like, we need to do better. Um. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hopefully I got a job come Monday. Oh, I, I, I'm sure you will. A man yeah. it, it, like you and your many talents and the good work you're doing will not uh, go unmissed. Um, so let's dive into the regular format here, the run, pass, or kick interviews. And I have the pleasure of delivering the next question as we move on to number five here. Um, and we're going to turn our attention to you and your uh, time as a referee more recently. You've been what we can best refer to as a bit of a globe-trotting referee. Uh, your uh, social media is a blast with all fancy things and opportunities. Um, and with that in mind, you know, you've been recently out to Utah, uh, Long Beach, uh, and now recently we learned also includes 
a very far away tropical destination uh, known as Fiji. Um, so also my native South Africa. Didn't want you in South Africa recently? Absolutely. Cape yeah? Town. Exactly. That's my, my birth city, man. Born and raised Cape Townian. Beautiful place, right? I had to go back to the motherland. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and, <laughs> and, and it's, it's just uh, one of those places that, that people all fall in love with. Uh, but I'm sure it'll be the same for you when you are headed out to Fiji. Uh, and so let's, let's ask the question, what is your favorite event that you have done recently, whether it be sevens or fifteens? It's a tough one. And then also a second half is I want you to tell me about this one coming up in Fiji for you as well. Um, my, my favorite event, um, I mean, I would take it back to, to South Africa. I was, I was lucky enough. That's a correct answer. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> what what Ty is really saying is you're welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> you redeemed yourself. I'm thankful for the, for the opportunity afforded. Um, through Jonathan Kaplan and an MLR referee management group right. uh, to go to, to South Africa and represent um, and, and the referee there. So my, my favorite event was definitely uh, my last game at Villagers. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was what an amazing club, right? Uh, it, it was, it was one of those surreal situations where I'm 20 minutes into refereeing and I'm just like, I don't even know if I'm refereeing. I'm just looking at everything, <laughs> looking at like, just kind of absorbing the fact that I'm in South Africa doing the top. Yeah. So at the time, I think it was for the first place or something like that. Um, it was one, one to two match, something like that. Like it was a very significant match. And then I'm like, Damn, I'm, a, I'm an American here and, and they entrusting me with this very important game. And it kind of um, summed up my refereeing career, like all, all in that day. So it was, it was a lot of hard work and, and it was a lot of uh, uh, thankfulness that people believed in my skill set to, to put me in that position. And so that was, that was definitely my favorite. Excellent. And then now, more recently, we had the opportunity to learn that you're headed out to uh, Fiji, Suva Fiji, uh, for what's known as the, uh, uh, oh gosh, let me try and remember Coral Coast it. Uh, Coral Coast Sevens. Thanks, uh, Rob. Um, and it includes really some amazing talent from all across the globe. And we want to be able to learn a little bit more about that with the opportunity here. Yeah, so um, th- uh, this is Dr. It was a heckle, Mr. Hyde, or whatever that, that thing is, Dr. Jekyll. So this this opportunity uh, to, to go through, go to Core Coast was actually something that we tell referees to do is create your own opportunities. So, um, you know, I hate to say it, but people are going to ask how I got there, and it's old-fashioned cold calling. That was it, man. Just picked up the phone <laughs> and said, hey, I want a referee here. And then lucky enough, um, I had a bit of a resume behind me, a little bit of trust for um, the, the Fiji to say, yes, sure, sure, come over. So um, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be my second international tournament. I, I did uh, a Tahiti Sevens tournament a couple months ago. Um, and that was it's not that like was, terrible places. They say it's, 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 it's really bad. It's, 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 it's really bad. Um, how, however, you know, the, the goal of me going to these places is to make sure that we have a pathway for our referees to to, to go to. So we have a, a, a crop of referees that's gunning for national spots and international opportunities. And me as a as wonderful liaison. And, and, and ambassador of the sport. I had to go here first. I had to, to, to go and make sure that we set up the right relationships and shake the right hands mm-hmm. so I can bring back referees. And that's the goal. I like it. It was not for me to swim with the fishes and the sharks. I'm, 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 <laughs> Just right. a happy you know, coincidence that you happen to get Absolutely. to do that. I like you it. Know, I, like I show it. up and I bring 10 with me. So that's, that's as, long, as long as you're putting me in that suitcase and bringing me with you, I'm good with that. Hey, no, so, no, absolutely. Man. As soon as you get the whistle, so, I'll, yeah, right. the whistle. I, I got a whistle. I got what do you need is three to five years of experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if a uh, wrestling match breaks out, I'm all good. All right. So, hey, real quick, you know, it, it's interesting. Some uh, information kind of came out of the UK and some of the UK uh, publications that, um, you know, there's there's some rule changes that are coming about at the international level. And I know that we've had some experience in the MLR with trialing some of these. So I'm just interested in you providing some context for uh, our fans here in the United States. Um, there's like five different 
laws. I'm sure you're familiar with them. All of them designed to speed up the game. So the question is run, pass, or kick. Will the international uh, uh, changes have a desired effect of speeding up the game, in your opinion? Um, I'll I'll run with that. From from my humble perspective, I think it it will um, speed up certain aspects of the game. Mm -hmm. Will it be noticeable? I don't know. Because there's also things in Europe that they they have 20 cameras, you know, a few TMOs. And so their game is is so it's there's a lot of stoppages now. It's starting to look like a little bit of football. So I I believe that the the MLR, well, I would say took the first step. And so a lot of those things came from the MLR. So that's that's kudos to America. And kudos right. to to our league um, that that implemented those things to give the viewers, you know, a game. Right. And it was all watch. for the same effort to make it more entertaining product. Absolutely, yeah. and, 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 and I think, kudos, uh, by the way, to guys like yourself, Marquise, because if if you clearly did something right, your 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 colleagues and yourself did something right. If the if you officiated and applied these laws, and now international rugby is looking at them, going. Well, there was a pretty good trial there in the United States. The officials did a pretty good job. Let's try it. Let's let's bring these. Let's bring this. And that's that's massive. That's massive yeah. for the U.S. to say they did something first. And I think if we take that act, take that step in everything that we do, is to look look within and say, you know what? Let's be the first to do this, like yeah. and, not, and not be afraid and not look to other other places for advice and right. And, and you that's know, the we, strength of doing things your own way, because if you do something absolutely. the same way every time and expect a different result, obviously we know that's the definition of insanity. But, you know, trying this, it's all in the right direction. I mean, to make the game more exciting, make it more engaging, all of those things. But um, I also personally think that parts of it, into the original question, will become faster. But at the end of the game time, when you ask how much time was the ball in play, will it actually dramatically make a difference? I don't know. Yeah, because uh, a ball in play time is around anywhere between 33, 34, right. 35 minutes. So we're we talking about can we increase it from 34 to 36, right? Or, or yeah. can we get well, as even, high as even Super Rugby at its best in its heyday when it still had South Africa there, right? Was that boasting 37, which was the most out of all the leagues. And that's why it was more exciting. But that still seems a far shy of where we want it to be. Well, I, I'll tell you this I think the MLR last year had the most ball in play time. Okay. And Do you remember uh, roughly what that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it was it was uh, if it wasn't the top spot, like it was pretty high in comparison um because I mean we don't have a lot of the things that everyone sure. else has. So we just have to mm-hmm. speed up our game. So it's which right. is probably the step forward. Um but I think sure, we right. did a lot of things right. Um if, if you look into those micro details of the game. so I like that. I like that. Well, I'm going to stay on the topic of international rugby here, but we're going to take a slight step in a different direction and back into the realm of refereeing. Uh, and this is a question to you, because I'm sure, uh, you know, being a referee, longstanding referee, you can empathize a little bit. Uh, Wayne Barnes, run, pass, or kick, obviously, but Wayne Barnes, international referee, received a lot of criticism internationally um, because of a match that the Springboks played against France. In particular, he received criticism about his uh, ability as a referee that led to escalating to even, I think it was to death threats even, you know, like this is kind of crazy. I mean, we understand this is a game, but we also take it very seriously and some more than others. So this led to 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 the development of of, uh, this rugby proposed rugby referees union. Your thoughts. What do you think? Um. I think uh, speaking about abuses and stuff like that, it's a hard it's a hard one for me to understand. Um, I, I anyone making death threats and stuff like that is straight inappropriate. I don't think right. anyone, no one should be subject to that. Um, but I do I do understand the role that we play as a referee, and I understand what we sign up for. Like we we sign up to be the man in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, and we, not that we have to know these things, but it's one of those things um, that, that kind of comes with the game. And so I, I, 
it's it's not a position for me to comment too much on because I, I I think it's one of those things where you're gonna get in trouble if if you don't if you don't agree a hundred percent kind of kind of deal. So I don't I don't mm. yeah. But there's there's a I'll, I'll I'll read you this quote. All right, and this is from something from when I first started to referee. Um, it was in one of the like intro books, um, mm-hmm. and it said um, one of the one of the things is. As a referee, you must manage and control your emotions and how you react to situations. Um, and we must remain composed when confronted by others who are not in control of themselves. So, and in and, and saying that, I think as a referee, there's a lot of abuses and there's a lot of things that we put our put a target on our back for. Um, but in the we ourselves have to have a, a, a composure that that's not expected of fans, and right. so um, it's unfortunate. It's what makes referees special, right? Yeah, and it, 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 it's it's in the same way it would be a judge yeah, or somebody need, else. Yeah, you need a referee who who's able to take the heat, who mm-hmm. who can sit in that hot seat. And Wayne Barnes, uh, he's the most capped international referee. So right. whether you like the performance or not. Like this is a person who's able to maintain composure, um, uh, uh, like the Michael Jordan, right? Under under every, uh, he consistently is able to to do that. Um, and there will be people um, who disagree, but they're a fan, right? And so the as a fan, they their emotions can go up and down because that's that's where they sit in that seat in aisle three dash 42, wherever it is. <laughs> and they always right? know best. <laughs> Absolutely. But my, my job, Wayne Barnes job and the rest of the referees job is, is to maintain composure, mm-hmm. complete the task at hand and move on to the next. So it's, it's unfortunate um, that people haven't, but we can't, we can't control others' behaviors. We can control ourselves. So. All right. So I'm going to give you the opportunity with this last one. And this one's going to be fun to control yourself a little bit more than you'd probably be able to because I'm going to wave a hammer's magic wand and I'm going to fast forward. It's the end of, imagine it's the end of May, right? And um, the league office has called to inform you that you are on the whistle for the MLR final for the very final match in there in June. They also tell you that you can select your officiating crew. So you get to select your ARs and you get to select your TMO up in the boot. Run past your kick. Who's on your team? Oh, it's easy. It's an easy one, man. You always go with day ones. All right. So on my team is it's TMO, Austin Reed. All right. My ARs, it's Khalil Harrison, Jacob, Jacob Gonzalez. Easy. You go with the people that you trust, that you have relationships with, that you worked with, that if your life was in their hands, they're going to they're going to help protect you. And that's that's what that's what a crew is. So you you put you put the faith in in your brothers and you put the faith in your team, the ones you you, you do the work in in, in private with like all, all of us do mad work behind the scenes. And so that's that's just a no brainer. You know, you you trust you trust your brother. Before you go out there in the world, I like you know? it. Strong, strong sport. finish, Marquise. Yeah. Uh, it's traditional that as we are ready to close out the show, that we give an uh, opportunity to our speaker to share something important to them, draw attention to a cause, whatever it may be. And I believe you have something you'd like to share with our fans. Absolutely. Um, uh, to everyone out there, um, I, I, I do wish you do support. Um, the community efforts by all teams in the MLR. Just just look out, uh, check their websites, but one in particular um, in my neck of the woods, and I hope that you all can go and support is sdlegioncommunity.com, um, which has uh, a link. And we'll, I think we'll share the link out. Um, That's right. Yep. Where you can where you could donate to the community funds is a five hundred one three C. It's like a subsidiary of the SD Legion, um, and it, all the initiatives go to support the community and support uh, the development of coaches and everything else like that, just to grow the the community level of rugby. Um, it's, it's a bit different from the actual uh, team. It's just the purpose of it is, is 
is to enhance our rugby um, within uh, Southern California and within the, the Legion's reach. And so um, if you are a loyal fan of Chicago or New Orleans, go ahead and reach out to NOLA or Chicago and, and do the same. Um, but a special shout out to SD Legion for, for promoting and, and believing in referees and actually doing something um, about it, putting, putting the dollars to work. So really appreciate it. And, and also thank you guys. Really thankful for having me on for the new year. I didn't expect it. Um, but I'm very thankful. Top spot in the and, new year, 2023. Nah, man, I, I'm, you, a, man. I'm on top of the world now. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. Um, I got on here twice. I don't know how that happened. I think the first one was a fluke. It was a clerical like, era. We'll talk nah, about it afterwards. Absolutely. I know people aren't available during the holidays, so it's all good. But you know I'll answer. You know, I, I always take I advantage like of every opportunity. So. Marquis, you are always a great guest uh, for a variety of reasons, but among one of the top reasons is certainly you are a servant to rugby um, and you've given us a lot and the fans a lot to be able to learn about rugby as a refereeing pathway uh, for people and what great organizations are doing to be able to help that make make it happen for the next generation. Um, and you're constantly trying to be able to do that. You put yourself second and rugby first in many of these occasions. And that's great to be able to say that you are one of the great servants to the game and an ambassador to the sport. So again, thank you for joining us here, Marquise Goodwin, uh, representing San Diego, Major League Rugby and everything in between. Uh, we wish you luck with your upcoming ventures in Fiji at the Coral Coast Sevens. We hope to be able to hear it as a thrilling success as you continue your international career as a referee in addition to your domestic stuff here. Uh, on behalf of the team, again, it has been a pleasure to be able to spend our time together here on the Run, Pass, or Kick interviews. Alongside me, I've had Rob, the Hammer, Hammer Schmidt. My name is Ty, the Safa Braga. We are your hosts, and of course, we will see you at the next and this one has been with Marquise Goodwin. Next week, make sure that you catch us again. Bye for now. Welcome to the Rugby Rant Podcast Show. Your premier North American rugby podcast. Growing rugby one fan at a time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.